Hello and welcome to the Fire Podcast. I'm Ryan Rhodes. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Uh, Today is a little bit different. This is not a traditional episode. I wanted to give you a bit of a teaser for season three. Um, So we're going to start out today with, I'm going to share a little bit of a life update on what's been going on in my life and why things have been a little bit delayed. Uh, I also want to give you, tease you a little bit on who the guests are going to be of this season because the season is going to be phenomenal. Uh, And then lastly, I want to share a prophetic word with you um, that I think will speak to the season a lot of you you, uh, find yourself in currently. And uh, as I've shared this with different people around the country, I feel like um, from the feedback I've gotten, it's really uh, spoken right to where they're at and given them insight into why why they're going through what they're going through. So uh, we're going to jump right into that after a quick sponsor segment. Religion loves Jesus the teacher, is even okay with Jesus the prophet. Religion is not okay with Jesus the breaker of bondage, the transformer of hearts, the savior of nations. Because the real Jesus is the anointed one. He doesn't just have good teachings. He is the, the breaker of bondage. He will transform you. But you got to go after knowing him more. He's worth it. He's worth, he's worth your time. He's worth your life. And there's, there's nothing, this, this city, this nation, the nations of the world are not going to be transformed by a satisfied people. They're going to be transformed by lovesick warriors. Because if he's for us, who can be against us? If the king of the universe and all of his goodness, all of his backing, if all of heaven is for you, is standing behind you, supporting you, how, how could anything succeed against you? How could you fail? We could, we could change the world. That's not just a fun phrase. If you'll give your life to this thing, to the real thing, if you'll find the real Jesus, the one who burns with eyes of fire, if you'll get a real hunger in your belly and you don't let anything else stop you, and if you'll, if you'll align yourself with who you are as a son or daughter of God, there is nothing that can stop you. This is the Fire Podcast. Well, for those of you who have previously listened to the Fire Podcast, thank you for returning. And those of you that this is your first time listening to it, uh, I appreciate you taking the time to listen to this. Uh, I think uh, this, you know, this will really speak to your life, speak to your heart. Um, this podcast has has been so impactful. The testimonies have um, uh, have have been pretty phenomenal uh, and powerful. The things that that people have said that. Um, the way that people have been touched from this podcast, including, you know, people getting, uh, touched by the presence of God, right? right as they're listening, just God resting on them, setting them free of things. Um, it's incredible. So I'm, I'm so thankful. I'm, I'm enjoying this journey. I'm enjoying getting to do this podcast and, uh, hearing your guys' feedback, um, tells me that this has really been worth it. Uh, so today, this is a little bit different, as you uh, heard me say in the intro. I, I want to share a little bit more about what's been going on uh, in in my family's life and what God's been doing. Um, this has been a difficult season for us uh, uh, in a lot of ways, um, but it's also been one of the uh, a season of some of the most blessing that I've ever experienced, <laughs> which is kind of crazy. Um, so we've we've been in this season for several months now, uh, and you guys you guys have heard me 
um, share, I shared a little bit on episode 29 and the intro of the Unfiltered Roundtable Part 2 to some of the things that happened with my daughter and Christian witchcraft and people speaking against us, people praying against us um, to the point, uh, to the place that I got to the, to the point I could, I could actually hear people. I could hear who was saying what um, at times. And at another point, God actually literally gave me the names of the people uh, speaking, speaking curses over us, gossiping to people, things like that. And just said to bless those who curse me. Um, which is not easy. <laughs> uh, I think it sounds easy until you're in it and, and the frustration and all that stuff. So anyways, we've, we've, uh, we stood, uh, through a lot, just went through a lot in that, that time period, um, in the last few months. And, we had victory and I'm really thankful for that. It feels like a lot of that has broken. Um, and prayer really works. Uh, and then, so our lives though have not gotten any less crazy. Um, so about the time that ends, um, God had been speaking to us that we were going to be moving and we knew we were going to move into the city, into Seattle. So those who don't know, we've lived out on the outside of Seattle, um, Seattle area, but it's not technically Seattle, um, since we moved here. And so first we lived in Kirkland, then we lived in Snohomish and, uh, Snohomish was really key because it was actually the church that we're a part of here is called the pursuit, um, with Russell Johnson, uh, who's the pastor and he's been a good friend to us. And, uh, he's helped me through a lot and just like processing things and, and growing. And, um, he's been a great friend. So I, I've been really thankful for him. And I had him on as a guest before, so if you didn't get listen to that, you should go listen to it. Um, he'll probably be back on this season. And uh, anyways, uh, that one of the things that was kind of amazing about that time period is God had told us to put aside our own ministry, put aside the things we were focused on at that point, and join that church, join the pursuit. And it was right after that really quickly things started to happen and we end up, uh, we needed to move and we end up finding this house. That was a whole supernatural God story, um, which I won't share today, but almost every, for those who know us, almost every single house we've lived in has been a God story. Um, and just a crazy prophetic journey, but God always just hooks us up. And, uh, anyways, so that house was where pursuit started. We didn't know that till after we moved in. Um, but it actually started in the living room of that, that house. And that house was, it also, the, the people who owned the house, um, were wonderful and they had cultivated for 30 years. They had had a family there and cultivated a family atmosphere and it was peaceful and the backyard was, uh, fairly large and it was beautiful. And my, you know, my daughter could just walk outside and play while we were in the house. And, uh, it was just amazing. It was a really great time and it was, it was not, some people thought that that time was like a time to go heal. And it actually wasn't a time of healing for us. We'd already healed, um, of stuff that had happened before and just some things that God wanted to really clean up in us. And, uh, instead it was a time just to rest. And I remember God kept telling me, he's like, you know, take this time to rest. Cause you're not, it's not going to be like this for much longer. And, um, I just encourage you, if, if God ever speaks that sort of thing to you, listen, because <laughs> uh, then we hit that that hard time when it was things were rough, and um, and so, anyways, we had to really stand, and uh, it felt like 
it felt like there wasn't a lot of peace in the midst of that, but we knew God was good and just holding on to that and holding on to promises and, and declaring them and, and all of that. And so we get through that and then, you know, God's been telling us to move and like, it'd be, it, we knew we'd move in the fall sometime. Uh, but then our, uh, the owners of the house, um, that we were renting from, they came to us and they said, Hey, we, we feel like we're supposed to sell our house. And so in a weird way, I, you know, they go to the church. So it was on a Sunday. I felt so much peace on that. And like, this is crazy. We got to move. This is sooner than we wanted to. Um, and this is, uh, July, um, uh, middle half, middle part of July, I believe. Uh, I need my wife cause she's better at dates and stuff than I am. Um, anyways, so uh, yeah, so we felt like we were supposed to, uh, we felt like we were supposed to move. And then here we are having to move like a couple months ahead of time, but we felt God on it. And we felt like this was God saying, now's the time. I mean, obviously we didn't, you know, we had, we had until, uh, you know, they gave us plenty of time to move out. Um, but it was one of those things like, Hey, we want to sell this and, and we want, we want to honor them because, uh, we want them to be able to take advantage of this market. And so anyways, it was, uh, we started the journey and we got a place. I will share this one. So we found a place. Uh, well, part of our decision, there's a couple areas in, in Seattle we were looking at. And the, the two of those three areas were much more about comfort than they were mission. And I remember having a conversation, uh, Milka and I, we were driving and, and I, we were driving downtown and we had been going down, down into Seattle every weekend just to, to pray, to be a family, to support businesses, um, and just get our feet on the ground in that area. And, um, and so anyways, it was one of the times we we're going down there and I, I said, I really feel like, um, we need to determine why we're going to Seattle. Like, why is God moving us so quick like this? And, um, and what is the purpose? Cause this last season it was, it was it was a, a place of peace, of comfort, of rest for us. And I was like, but I feel like this might be one that we're supposed to make the decision out of mission and not comfort. And uh, we really felt God on that and to make the decision out of mission. And that actually eliminated two of the locations, two of the three, and put us into the place that we really had a heart for, which is Ballard, um, which some of you may know, uh, Mark Driscoll, um, Mars Hill Church was here. And before it collapsed, it was based in Ballard, 10,000 person church, really influential, uh, really devastated a lot of people when, when the whole thing kind of collapsed and actually Mark Driscoll's story is incredible. Um, even to the, even to this day, some of the things God's doing behind the scenes. I know a lot of people, uh, have a lot to say about him, but, um, it's a God story in the making. And, uh, but anyways, as far as Seattle and Ballard, like we felt like we're supposed to be there. And that's actually one of the areas that, um, you know, our church is praying about and that sort of thing. So it was like, okay, we, that's where we're supposed to be. And so when we turned our focus towards that, pretty soon we found a house that we really, really liked. And the ad said, you know, text, text this person. It was through uh, a well-known um, company. And so this company is handling the, the management of this property and they, they're the ones who put up the ad on, on Zillow. And so it says, uh, reach out to so-and-so here, you know, and gives their number. So we're reaching out and here in Seattle, in the market, it's this way, probably almost everywhere in the U S right now, but the market is crazy. Like if you don't reach out in the first day or day or so, you're not going to get the, 
you're not going to rent it because it's first come first serve in Seattle, and um, and it's it's just very difficult. So we reached out. We were not first in line, but we reached out and didn't hear anything. Two days go by. It was like 48 hours later. We had reached out multiple ways, and somehow my wife found an, another number and gets a hold of the guy who's managing the property. And uh, and he had not heard from anybody else. And she's like, well, we were calling this other number. And he's like, I don't even know, know what number that is. <laughs> and so anyways, because of whatever error that was in their office and whoever put that wrong number, we were the first in line. And we were able to get into a place within two weeks of being told we need to move, which is a crazy turnaround for moving from a house. Um, but God worked it all out and we're here. We live on the water. It's a beautiful area. We have private beach access, but we're also, and where we're at is such a place of peace in the midst of being in the mess of Seattle and like a lot of the things that are going on and, and where we're at, it doesn't feel like that. Um, you go a few minutes down the road and you're in it, you're in all the stuff you've heard about Seattle and all the craziness and all that. It's all, it's all there. Um, and so we're able to be down here in a place of peace that we, we didn't even know this area existed. Um, and it's, and it's in Ballard, but it's like really hidden. So I've been super thankful for that. Um, and I've just gotten to see the goodness of God in all of this. And so I just want to encourage you guys, like, I know some of you, um, have been in, you know, dealing with hard things or you need God to come through in something. Um, and I don't understand why everything played out the way it did. I don't understand really any of my process right now or what, why any of this is going on. Um, but I've had this incredible peace in knowing like, he's just working things out. He really is. And he's, he's got, he's got plans and I'll, I'll share a prophetic word here in a little bit. Um, but he's got plans and he's working things out and, and the best days really are ahead of us. Um, so that, that puts us in this place where we're now, we're here, um, I have a great job. I have a you know, uh, a, you know, a great place to live. We have a place of peace. We're down in the city, and we're able to regularly, you know, be in the city, pray, um, worship God. Like one of the main things, one of the main assignments we know we have here is to create a throne for Jesus in Seattle, and uh, and it's happening. And it's and it's not just us. There's there's other there's other churches. There's other believers. Like there's a stirring happening in Seattle right now that is it's it's really beautiful. Um, and God is sending people, and he's and he's withdrawing people. <laughs> and so it's really uh, one of the ways, at least in my experience, you can you can tell what God's doing in a region is by the people he's removing and the people he's bringing. And he'll he'll remove even good people, and he'll take them to other regions and. And he'll he'll uh, bring in good people, um, and and it's like this chessboard where God begins to move people around. And so I know some of you are probably listening, and you've been moved around. Um, some of you are in a new city, and I just want to encourage you. Like you know, we're three years into this uh, in next month, uh, actually in, in in a couple week, a week, week and a half, something like that. We'll be at the three year mark. Um, Three, you know, three years ago, we left everything we knew. We we left a thriving ministry. We left a lot of people we love to to follow what God was speaking to us. And we've been on this journey that has not, you know, made a lot of sense. Um, you know, a lot of people have not understood our journey. But to that, I say I don't understand our journey either. Um, but I've also part of following. You know, we're following the wild one. We're following. Uh, you know, we're following the wind of the Holy Spirit, and so. Um, 
you kind of if if you actually want to move with him you have to give up your right to understand everything um and so i've i've laid down my right to understand everything a while ago or to have all the vision um one of the the greatest detriments uh or or most painful things i've done uh both to myself to my family to other people um has been to try to provide vision or or uh try to paint a picture without actually having a picture <laughs> and just like trying to provide where I think things are going um, where, when I'd actually don't know. And so it's better just to leave it, you know, in those, um, and those, and there's a grace to follow God like that, that you can tap into. Um, so anyways, uh, that's kind of the life update. You know, we've learned a lot about the father's heart and, and just getting to see like, you know, for example, there was one thing that was super important to us is my daughter has, she had just gotten a trampoline and she absolutely loves this trampoline. And number one on my list was this, this dang trampoline <laughs> and just making sure that we had a space that would allow it. Uh, but trampolines are also like one of the number one things that renter, uh, that landlords are told, do not let your tenants have trampolines. Um, part of the reason is because if somebody gets hurt on it, you, the landlord still actually owns the property. So even if, uh, you know, it's, even if it's not the tenant, even if somebody just is trespassing in their yard, gets hurt on the trampoline, they can sue. And, uh, and so we were, (laughs) that was like one of the number one things. And it was a little bit of a fight, um, you know, finding a place that would, that would fit that and, and allow that. And, uh, it, it took a little bit of a process here, even with this place. And I was like, no, I have to stand on this. I believe this is the place God's giving us and she needs our trampoline. But I just, I just got to see like the, the, the heart of the father that was coming out of me and that the care I had for my daughter and the things that, that brought her enjoyment and the things that brought me it brings me enjoyment to watch her uh, enjoy her trampoline and seeing the priority in my heart. I just realized more and more just how much the father, uh, our father, our, our heavenly father, how much he cares, how much he cares about even the small things. He cares about the things that bring us joy, um, that give, you know, give us life, that give us excitement and happiness. Like he actually cares about those things. So he's not, he's not withholding any of those things as, as, uh, as punishment or he's not vindictive or anything like that. Like he actually, he actually really cares about those things. And yes, yes, there's seasons when you won't have those things. And, and it's not like this whole, you know, it's not the Christian life is, is it's not easier when you follow Jesus. Let's just put it that way. Um, but he actually is really good and he's a good father and uh, I just was having a conversation with somebody and, and I, I don't know, I feel I feel led to share this, but um, I think it's really important that we we as believers begin to really understand the heart of the father, that he it is it is not um, a religion will do everything it can. Religion is a demon and religion will do everything it can to steal you out of the process God has you in, to steal you out of, out of, uh, to steal your understanding of his heart. And so even things like hunger, there's, there's good hunger. There's good, good, godly striving, righteous striving, that laboring as Paul would put it. Um, laboring to enter his rest they're striving you know uh in in your race like completing the race you've been given um like all these things the 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 language around that is is 
important. Um, and there's seasons when you'll, uh, not, you can always be hungry, but there's some seasons where he asks you to really, to really press after something to, to labor in a way you don't normally labor. Um, and those things are important. And what religion will do is religion will come in and try to move you into unrighteous striving, unrighteous hunger, uh, unrighteous, um, uh, laboring and unrighteous meaning, you know, you've heard me say this, but righteousness is alignment. It's, it's right alignment with him. So unrighteous hunger, unrighteous striving is misaligned hunger or striving. And so what does that mean? What that means is that you're, you're, you're hungry because you're trying to get something from him. You're striving because you're trying to earn something from him. He's a good father. This is a journey with him. These aren't these aren't levels. You're not leveling up. the the people uh, The people that we look to, that we see the amazing things they've done. It's not that they're at a higher quote unquote level. It's that they've they've been on a journey with him and they've committed to the journey. And the more that you can step back and see it as that, like I can. If I if I take a misstep, if I mess up, if I quote unquote fail, um, and I realize I'm no longer walking beside Jesus, I just need to start walking beside Jesus again. It really is that simple. And uh, and what what the demon of religion will do is will come in and try to take those times when when there's a genuine hunger in you. And we'll try to get you to uh, turn it into something where you're trying to earn his love. Uh, One of the things that I think has transformed my life more than anything is there's a guy named Peter Lewis. um, And he, uh, he's, he's connected loosely connected to to Michael Kulianos. He's, he spoke at one of the Jesus, uh, one of the the Jesus conferences uh, back in the day uh, a few years ago. Um, probably four or five years ago at this point. And it's not Peter Lewis who lives out here in Seattle. But anyways, he, he posted that his, his wife um, had a dream where Heidi Baker was in the dream. And Heidi Baker said, I'm going to mess this up. I, I, this is all spontaneous or else I'd have this in front of me. But essentially, Heidi Baker said to her, 50% of, of people are, are struggling and 50% are doing well. And, and his wife in the dream says, what do you mean? And she says, um, 50% of people are hungry for God out of their own passion for him. And 50% of people are hungry for God out of his, because of his passion for them. Let me repeat that 50% of people. So half of people are hungry for God out of their own passion for him. The other half of people are hungry for God because of his passion for them. You know, we're, we're hungry for God because he first was hungry for us. We love him because he first loved us, as Peter said. And it's really important to change our paradigm. And like for anybody who's known me, my, my message has been hunger. But more and more and more as, as the days go on, I'm, the more I'm, you know, as I'm a father and I've got my, you know, my daughter, Sophia, who's two and a half and my, my son, Aiden, who's six months. Um, the more I've realized, uh, just the heart of the father and, and that 
I see, I see how my kids, especially my daughter, I see how she reacts out of my love for her and how that turns back into, out of how much she feels loved, how that turns into love for me and how my excitement for to see her or watch her grow um, turns into her excitement for me to see her grow and to see her learn new things. And, um, you know, it's, it's good to have hunger for God, but you're always going to struggle if that hunger for God is strictly out of your own passion for him. Um, because passions come and go. And, and it's really important that we begin to understand how much God actually loves us, how passionate he's more hungry for you than you could ever be for him. He's, he's, labored he's strived he's done he's done so much more than you could ever do his love is complete there's there's nothing nothing you could do to earn more of his love he he loves you uh, you know as much as he possibly can it's at the fullest amount it'll never grow it'll it'll never wane it it, it is it's just full he is love his and he is aimed at you his full love is aimed at you so you never have to do anything to earn that. And out of that reality, if you really understand that place, you will overflow with passion and hunger and you'll want to know him more. You know, one of the things I think is really important, and this will be the last thing I say on this, I just felt like I was supposed to get into this a little bit, is um, I, I heard this on a, a podcast recently and it put really good language uh, to what I've been experiencing, just feeling and um, basically the, the guest was, he proposed the question. He said, is God, or he said, as a father to the, to the host who has kids, he said, as a father, which means more to you, which would, which, which of these scenarios would you prefer your kids obey you because they, they want to be obedient, uh, because you've told them to be obedient or they obey you because they understand your heart behind what you've asked. And they understand your, that you love them. And he's like, well, obviously, obviously that. I would want them to obey because they know my heart. And I, I you know, that really puts language to what I've been, I've been learning and growing in um, is I, I, I've just, I've realized that God is, is much more concerned with me understanding him and, and, and understanding how, how loved, how loved I am, how much, how much he cares for, for me, for my family, how much he cares about our needs, how much he, he covers, how much he's, he, he covers us. He takes care of us. He, he adores us. And out of that, he's making decisions that don't even make sense to me. I could follow. And, and I've, I've always been, uh, as David Hogan would say, I'm a good soldier. Uh, I've always been able to just, if God says it, I'll do it. Um, but he would much rather me understand his heart and do it, do it out of the fact that I'm so abundantly loved and overwhelmed by his goodness. That it's like, how could I not be obedient? How can I not follow him? How can I not do everything I can to please his heart? So I don't know. I felt like somebody needed to hear that. If that was you, um, send me a message. Uh, you can go to firemovement.com slash connect and you can send me a, me- uh, send me a message there. You can, uh, send me a message on Instagram. It's at encounter fire. 
is uh, my Instagram handle. Send me a DM. Tell me, tell me if that was for you and, and what that meant to you. Um, or if you just, if you're learning the same thing, share with me what you're learning. I'd love to hear it. I really would. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to, I'm going to move on a little bit. Let's, let's talk about this upcoming season. I am, I'm so excited about this upcoming season, guys. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be great. It's going to be bigger and better than season two. Uh, it's going to be more, we're going to do more guests, more episodes, um, more co-hosts. So I know, I know you guys really enjoyed Vince, um, having Vince, uh, as a co-host. Um, I love having him. So he's going to, he'll be back. Uh, I'm also going to have my wife jump in and be a co-host a couple times and, uh, potentially some others. So, uh, I think, I think the co-host element brings out and draws out different things in different episodes. So that's something I I'm, I'm praying into and like who to bring in for which guest. Um, and we're going to do more roundtables. The, the roundtable, the unfiltered roundtable, um, which was three parts. It was episodes 28, 29, and 30 um, with several friends of mine. Um, that We've had more feedback, more testimonies uh, from that roundtable uh, than anything else. And second, uh, second in testimonies would be the interview with my wife, uh, the one that's Milka Rhodes. Um, and her, her talking about Holy Spirit. And I know people have reached out to her um, just wanting to know more and, and know how to be more intimate with Holy Spirit, um, which is I'm actually going to have uh, several guests on, but there's one in, in, in particular that I'm super excited because she's right along that, that same vein um, and will make you more hungry for Holy Spirit when you hear her speak. Um, but anyways... Um, yeah, I'm I'm super excited. We're going to do more roundtables. We're going to hit some hard topics. So if there's any kind of topics that you are like, I really want to hear you guys talk about this, or um, please send those to us. Once again, you can DM me um, on our Instagram uh, Instagram page, or you can go to our website. Um, but send me those topics. Send me what you're thinking, um, what you'd like to hear us talk about. I've got some things that um, I've already got planned out, but I would like to do several roundtables this season and with different people. It's not, it's not just going to be those same guys. I'd like to bring in different people based on the topic. Um, and I think that's, that's going to be really good. Um, and just to give you a few, uh, I wrote down a few things that my guests in this upcoming season, I've, I've had, uh, quite a few already agree to be on. Um, we haven't recorded yet, but, uh, I'm not going to give names, <laughs> but I, I want to give you a few, uh, a little bit of, a an idea of what these guests are going to bring. So one of my guests is the, the leader of the largest network of Latino churches and church leaders. Uh, I, I believe in the world. I know it's 60,000, uh, leaders and, uh, he, he grew up in Colombia as a missionary kid during the time of Pablo Escobar, um, in Medellin. And so it's, that's going to be, uh, really fun to talk about. I've got a couple female powerhouses I want to have on. They're both, both women that I respect a lot. I really, um, everything I, I, I've seen from them, I've just really been blown away. Um, and they're, they're both two women that I believe we're going to see, um, God really, uh, 
lift up in this in in the coming years and they're going to be the leaders and some of the 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 women leaders of the church here in the in the this next decade um and so i want to have them on here uh and and introduce them to you guys um you might have already heard of them but uh some of you have not and i think these are two women that you need to know um we might learn about the generals, um, some of the generals of the faith from uh, one of the greatest historians, in my opinion, one of the greatest historians of modern church history. Um, so I'm excited to have him on. Uh, another guest, <laughs> and this is something that even the people who know him, uh, if, you, if you heard his name and would know him, you probably don't know these stories, but he, uh, he met Sandra Bullock in, in her house. Um, doing some uh some work at her house and he was also a camera person for national i believe is national geographic um i think he's the most interesting man uh one of the most interesting men i've ever met in my life um and he i i told him i believe he has the ability to be completely himself no matter the environment he's in and it still works and i've never seen that with anybody that they've been able to completely be themselves in any environment and be accepted and welcomed and and have a place at the table and a place of honor to actually speak and so he's had the ability to to go into um all kinds of different environments and be uh be impactful because of that because of that grace on his life so that's just a few of them there's there's many more from there um i'm really excited though guys like you're going to get a lot out of this, out of this season, I believe. Um, yeah, so, uh, that will be coming out in September. So be looking, be looking for those episodes to start popping up. Um, lastly, the last thing I wanted to talk about today is, uh, just a prophetic word I, in this, in this last season. Um, I, I just want to give kind of an overview. So we, as, as, uh, as a world, not just the church as a world, the whole globe has gone through this COVID, this COVID thing, and uh, this pandemic, this, you know, uh, the political turmoil, all the stuff that has come with that. Um, we've all gone through that. When COVID first happened, it shut down everything. It shut down churches. It shut down businesses. It kept everyone at home. It shut down schools. And our the word of the Lord at that point was God really wanted to work on people. He wanted people to rest, to, to shut down especially in the church, like we, we've been really guilty, uh, as the body of Christ, at least in the U S I won't speak for everywhere else, but I actually have some authority in the U S to speak to it. So I'll speak to that, uh, in the body of Christ in the U S we have been so guilty of focusing on good strategy on doing stuff and having good stuff and good ministries that we've missed the times that God's turned other directions or God hasn't been on something. And it's really dangerous to be at the place where you build, you build such structures and organizations that, but you're not willing to move when the cloud moves and, um, you can do that, but you will end up with a empty temple, um, full, you know, full of dead religion and, um, and disappointment. And so, I think it's God's mercy that he shut everything down. And there's a lot of churches that shut their doors permanently. There's a lot of pastors that left ministry 
Um, and some of those were good. That was good. They needed to leave. And then others, it was discouragement. It was the pain of everything happening. It was not knowing what to do next. And so it's, it's a real shaking that happened, um, to the church. And, and I'm, I'm speaking almost specifically to, to the church and, and about believers, but I mean, this happened on a, on a broader scale and, uh, not saying God caused COVID God, God, I don't believe God sent COVID or anything like that. Um, and, but, and, and there's, and COVID is, it's a, it's a very demonic thing. There's such a, a spirit of fear attached to it. Um, without getting into too much stuff, I, I had the, I had it, uh, visit me twice before I actually got it, where I actually, f- um, had an encounter with the demon behind COVID, uh, at least in my area. I don't know if there's like one demon that's the whole thing. I don't know how that works, but like demonic presence full of fear and it was specifically tied to covid and it was trying to get me sick that happened twice and then the the third uh experience with it it lasted 24 hours i actually thought i was going to die i wrestled with a demon um for hours i'd wake up and i was hallucinating and i was praying and it was all this all this stuff happening and then it broke um and so it's very demonic if you're sick you don't have to stay sick um, if you're, you're sick and you need prayer, reach out. Um, I'd love to pray with you. Um, but don't, don't give in to the fear. Don't give in to all, all the, the narrative and all the lies and all that stuff. Don't, don't let anybody pressure you into anything. If you know, uh, it's all this mess of vaccines. If you want a vaccine, get a vaccine. If you don't feel good about a vaccine, don't get a vaccine. Like there's so much fear and manipulation happening right now. It is a, a very demonic thing. Um, and I'm just saying, do not bow to it. So here, here more recently in this last, this year specifically, um, I really felt like this year was going to be a time of breakthrough for people. And I know God, at least for myself, God really began to speak on breakthrough and like the breakthroughs that we we're going to see this year. And then we have gone through the hardest, like last year was nothing, um, for me and my family uh, compared to this year, like, you know, last year was hard. There was hard things going on. Um, you know, I know, I know people who died. I, I had a friend who committed suicide. Like, you know, it was a hard year. Um, this year it was very personal, like stuff really came against me and my family. And, and, and like I mentioned in the round table part two, the stuff that happened with my daughter, um, you know, it's just like that stuff, it became very personal. And if it's felt like we've been on the edge of breakthrough, and I know I've talked to people all over the country that are in the same place where it's like, it feels like we're on the edge of breakthrough. We have all these promises like God said, it's, it's here, like breakthroughs, like breakthroughs happening. And then it's like, where is it God? Like what's happening? And instead it feels like it's the opposite. And so this is where I really began to, to speak to God about this. And, and so this is the prophetic word. This is what I'm going to share with you. I believe that we are on the edge of breakthrough. I really believe that, like personal breakthrough, that God's people, we're not called uh, to our, 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 our peace, our comfort, our, uh, our livelihoods, our, our resources, all that stuff is not dependent on our, our nation. It's not dependent on our local government. It's not dependent on our federal government. It's not dependent on your neighbor it that actually comes from heaven and like we have the ability to live out of the resources of heaven the comfort of holy spirit 
the the peace of Holy Spirit, the peace that passes human understanding. Like we have the ability to tap into these things. And uh, it's like anything else, you grab a hold of it by faith. And so we are not to be swayed by any of this. The world could be burning and we'll, we'll be like those Hebrew boys in the fire, you know, untouched, that we don't even smell like fire. And like that really is the call that we have. And so I, I just want to encourage you guys, lean into that. Your life, it can you can give in to the fear, to the depression, to all these things. Like there is a, a spirit of suicide that's been released on this country like we've never seen, trying to kill off our kids, trying to kill off church leaders, you know, kill off Christians. Everyone, everyone's dealing with this. Um, this those kinds of things and it's like whispering in people's ears um, people are ready to give up families are, are being torn apart over vaccine decisions and and stupid stuff just things that are so void of the love of god um it's just it's just as amazing um you don't have to be swayed by that we don't have to be thrown away around by the waves of cultural uh of the cultural mess we can actually be stable and, and, and rest on the solid rock who is Jesus. Um, so I believe we're on the edge of breakthrough. I believe it's worth contending for. I believe it's worth uh, betting everything on that there's major breakthrough coming to people's lives. Um, some of you have needed a major breakthrough in your health or relationships or, um, you know, God's given you a, a ministry call that you're, it just seems impossible. Um, and I I don't know about you guys, but I'm starting to, to take steps towards the things that God has spoken breakthrough over. And that's what I, I think is important is that we begin to take those steps of faith. Um, a lot of times our inaction, we call wisdom or we call waiting on the Lord and it's actually fear. Uh, a lot of times our inaction is 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 fear of, of failure, fear of well, what if we're wrong? What if we didn't hear God? And and actually, it's such a misunderstanding of the Father's heart. Um, you know, He's not He's not looking to punish us. He's not looking. It, it's not like He's like, "Hey, I've got these wonderful things for you. Come this way." And then if you if you mess up or you fall, that He's like, "Well, looks like you don't get them now." Like He's a. He, I'm telling you, He's such. He's so much better than we we realize. Um, and yes, He's still fully. Uh, just as much as he's father, he's judge, he's he's king, he's uh, he is the he has uh, he has goodness in him, and he has justice in him as well. And uh, so all those things, uh, all those elements of who he are, all exist at the same time. But I'm telling you, as his kids, like he's not he's actually not just waiting for us uh, to fail. <laughs> he's he's uh, you know my daughter. I use this example with with the person I was talking to recently. You know, when I play hide and seek with her, uh, I literally will hide in places for her to find me. I'll hide behind curtains where my feet are sticking out and it's really obvious I'm there. Um, if she's looking for me and goes to the other room, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't give up on her, you know, or I don't get angry at her. Like, why is she looking over there? Um, I, I'm hiding for her to find me because the excitement of her finding me is that, you know, in the excitement of her search and all that, like that's, that's what gives her joy. And that's what gives me joy is how much she, she looks for me and runs around the house looking for me. And, uh, so much so that if she goes to the wrong room, I'll, I'll, I'll make a noise, I'll laugh, I'll, 
I'll cough, I'll something so that she, she knows, oh, he's over there. And uh, I'm just telling you guys that God, he's not looking for you to fail. And if you, if you mess up or realize you took a misstep, um, just listen for, for him to laugh or, or cough. You know, he's, he's hiding somewhere for you to find him. And it's the journey of, of finding him and walking with him. And, uh, that's, that's what this is about. It's not about the result. It's not even about the obedience itself. It's about knowing his heart and the, knowing his heart fuels everything else. So anyways, um, in all of this, I, I I've began to ask ask God about these this breakthrough, and and this is what I felt. I, I believe we're in a time where God has promised breakthrough, and and breakthrough has not has seemingly not come. Um, but the reason is the reason there's a delay is God is is looking to see whose hearts are fully His. He He is more concerned. He could give us the the answer and all the breakthroughs and all that stuff, but right now he's he's trying to determine whose hearts are fully mine, uh, and it, it reminds me of Second Second Chronicles sixteen, uh, in uh, verse nine. It says, "For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show Himself strong on behalf of those whose hearts whose heart is loyal to Him." He's actually he's actually looking to show Himself strong. For those whose heart is loyal to him. Psalm 14, 2, and this is in the Passion Translation. It says, Yahweh looks down in love, looking over all of Adam's sons and daughters. So all over all of humanity. He's looking to see if there's anyone who acts wisely, anyone, any who is searching for God and wanting to please him. That's so beautiful that he's searching for those who act wisely. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It's out of out of fear. Actually, in, in John Bevere, I just saw somebody post this, but John, I, I believe John Bevere said this. He said, the fear of God isn't a fear of God. Like, oh, we're scared of him. It's a fear of being away from God. And so the fear of being away from God, that it's an understanding of how great, how reliant we actually are of him. That is what keeps us close to him. That's the beginning of wisdom. And it says he's look he's looking to see if there's anyone who acts wisely. So those are it's those who recognize they need him and they want to be close with him. And it says any who are searching for God and wanting to please him. So God in this time, you know, a lot of us he's 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 pulled back his hand. I believe he's lifted his hand off the U.S. Uh, for a time so that we can see life without him. I believe that's what's happening. You can agree or disagree. Um, I, I don't, I, I don't think he's, he's punishing. I don't think this is judgment, uh, in, in, you know, in the sense a lot of people see it as I believe he's lifted his hand to, to turn our hearts back to him. But at the same time, he's looking at believers and he's saying, whose hearts are fully mine? Who, who are the ones who recognize they need me? Who are the, the ones searching for me? Who are the ones wanting to please me? And this is what I heard. I, I, I heard he's looking for the, those whose hearts are fully his and then we're going to see, um, and the, he's looking for that in private. And then we're going to see public victories and public blessing, public victories and public blessing. So on the other side of this, our breakthroughs are going to be public. There's going to be public blessing um, where God publicly honors and blesses people whose hearts are fully his, whose hearts in this time, 
and the the seeming as it seemed like he hasn't been answering how he hasn't been present how he isn't he isn't doing the thing he said it seems that way and many many their hearts are turning away from him they're finding other things they're taking in you know matters into their own hands they're becoming bitter towards god or offended towards god if that's you i just i just i just exhort you please please repent 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 to him ask ask his forgiveness for any any bitterness in your heart any offense towards him for not doing the things uh that that he spoke in um in the timing or the way you expected him to you know one of the greatest questions of the christian life is can can we follow a jesus that doesn't look like what we expect a jesus who doesn't do the things we want him to do the the disciples had the same that same question over and over again when Jesus over and over again disappointed them or confused them, confounded them because he would not do the things that they expected Jesus to do, that they expected Messiah to do. And so um, he's looking whose hearts have, have stayed in a place of, of, of reliance on me or they're still searching for me. They're still hungry after me. They're still wanting to please me, even though it seems like I haven't shown up. And those he's going to public blessing and public victories. There's going to be some victories that we're going to see in public is relative. Obviously, that might be among your family. Your family might get to see stuff. Um, you know, one of the greatest witnesses to your family is not you you shoving uh, Christianity down their throat or always trying to, you know, confront them on on their behavior. A lot of times it's it's live your life and, and allow Jesus and and what he is doing in your life to shine. Allow them to see how transformed your life is. Allow them to see how he consistently takes care of you and, and things just work out for you. And then and then begin to answer their questions. And so I believe there's gonna be public victories. I, I think it's gonna we're gonna see it in cities. I think we're gonna see it on the national level where we're gonna see some some people who have not they haven't bowed. They haven't bowed to fear. They haven't bowed to, to control and manipulation. They haven't bowed to the religious demon. They've they've kept themselves clean of all of that. And I think we're going to see some uh, some city and city city level and and national level victories um, and blessings. Where I think I believe there's going to be churches that that rise uh, that we're going to see rise to really high levels of influence. Um, even to the point, I think, I think in our day, um, we're going to see here in the near future churches that make the government tremble, um, churches that the government, as much as they want to mess with them, that they'll be scared to mess with them. Um, I believe we're going to see powerful, uh, as Robert uh, Learden put it, he said, we'd see, um, territorial churches, territorial churches, not, not meaning, uh, churches that fight other churches over territory, Terri- territorial churches where it's kingdom. It is, this is our land. We're here. This is my city. And because I live here, the kingdom's here. Because I live here, Jesus is enthroned here. And because I live here, if if something happens in my city, I take it personally. And I, I believe we're going to see local churches that uh, have public victories that make even the government scared um, scared to mess with them. So anyways, public victories, public blessings. I believe that's coming. There's breakthrough 
on the other side of this, but the key is this verse, Psalm 14, 2. Yahweh looks down in love, looking over all of Adam's sons and daughters. He's looking to see if there's anyone who acts wisely, anyone who, any who are searching for God and wanting to please him. He's looking over heaven's balcony and he's looking at you. He's seeing, he's seeing your heart. He sees your heart to please him. He sees the things that, that no one else has seen. He's seen your faithfulness in, in secret and he's going to bless it. So Holy Spirit, right now, I just ask you, well, I just ask you, Holy Spirit, pour out your presence over the, every single person listening right now. Wrap around them, wrap around them, wrap around them, Jesus. Holy Spirit, touch them with your peace. Let your weighty peace come. Every heaviness I command to lift now in Jesus' name. Lift off them. Lift off them. Disappointment, offense, bitterness, all of it. I command it to fall off them now. Suicidal thoughts, I command you to leave them now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Shokoye satarayeke dede. Thank you, Jesus. I command all of that to lift off them. A weighty piece of heaven come rest on them. Let a fresh burning hunger begin to stir in them from the, the revelation of the Father's heart for them. Father, let them see how much you adore them, how, how hungry you are for, for relationship with them. How hungry you are for them just to open their hearts just a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, just to, to allow you a little bit deeper into even those places that they haven't wanted to let you touch. Thank you, God. You're so good. Thank you, God. God, raise up a people whose hunger is, is overflowing, passionate hunger, going after the things of God, not settling, but it's fully fueled by the fact that you are passionate, overflowing with hunger and love for us. Thank you, God. Yeah, anyone anyone who's listening and you've got sickness in your body, I just just put your hand on whatever wherever that is, whatever's going on, sickness, disease, uh, even uh, like, a, what's the word I'm, I'm looking for? I can see it. Uh, abnormalities, um, birth defects, anything like that. I just, I want to pray for them right now. Uh, Holy Spirit, touch them, touch them. Come on, mercy, touch them. Whoa, touch them. I command infirmity, sickness, disease, any spirit of infirmity, I command it off them now in Jesus' name. Body function as you were created to function. Every bit of pain, any result of, of a spirit of infirmity, uh, any, any, any physical weakness, be made strong. Any deformity, be, be made right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Anyone dealing with anything that was a result of COVID, whether it's currently having COVID or or uh, not having taste, not having smell, I command body be restored. Holy Spirit, touch them. Fire of God, touch them right now. 
complete restoration. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, guys, that's all for today. Um, I, I appreciate you guys so much. Thank you for listening to this. And uh, coming soon, we will be launching season three. I'm excited for you to hear our guests. Um, once again, if, if, uh, if you love this podcast, make sure you follow or subscribe depending on, on what platform you're using. Um, be sure to like, share all of our content. Uh, that helps us reach more people. And then as far as podcasts, if there is the ability to rate the podcast, like Apple Podcasts has this and a few others have this, be sure to get on there and rate our podcast. Um, give us five stars, give us a review, and that will help us come up higher in the search results. One of the things I've been blown away by um, is we have not done any actual true marketing. Everything's been organic. You guys can see my social media. I run my own social media page, and it's not great because I don't do social media. Um, but this podcast has grown tremendously. It, just in this time in between seasons, we gained three new nations. One of them, somebody is listening in Israel and is consistently listening. They've been listening to a lot of different podcasts. So it's, it, Israel's been moving up and up and up in my listenership. Um, I don't know who you are, but you should DM me. That's awesome. Thank you for listening. Um, but yeah, you guys who are listening from around the world, reach out. I'd love to connect, hear where you're listening from, uh, how you found the podcast. Um, but guys, please continue to share. You guys are getting the word out. This has all been organic and it's been from you guys sharing. Um, and this is touching people's lives and there's been tremendous testimonies from it. So I thank you guys. Thank you so much. Um, also, if, if, if this podcast has touched you or, uh, or the ministry that my wife and I have, if, if that's uh, touched your life in some way, please consider, um, or would, would you consider giving a gift um, to support what we're doing? And so you can do that firemovement.com slash support. That's firemovement.com slash support. And, uh, there you can do a one-time or you can do a recurring gift. We actually have quite quite a few of you that have decided to do a recurring gift. And I just wanted to take a moment and just honor that. Thank you so much for being consistent and uh, sewing into what we're doing and, and what this is. That's actually, it really is. You have no, no idea how much um, that's helping support this podcast. And also, um, you may or may not have heard me say this, but we're part of the Dive Collective. And so if you go to Dive at dive collective on instagram um go and follow dive um and we are we're we're putting up a lot of content but we've got some other things in the works and so um this podcast being successful is also impacting the dive collective and dive has so many testimonies as well of people being really encouraged um and so we all know this is a time that people need encouraged we need filled with courage and, um, and so we need to hear from the right voices. We need to support each other and love each other and believe in each other. Um, so last thing, if you have testimonies, please, please, please reach out, uh, share them with me. And then, uh, if you're open to it, I, I could also share on the podcast and share, share with people what's happening. Cause I think it's really important. The testimony, uh, of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. 
Um, and so what that means is if we, if you share a testimony, what Jesus did for one, that's a, that can prophesy that he'll do it for another. And so it's really important to share testimony. So if you have a testimony, you can go to firemovement.com slash connect. That's firemovement.com slash connect, or you can go and DM me on Instagram at encounter fire. Uh, and also you, you can find me on Facebook as well. Um, I think it's facebook.com slash encounter fire. So anyways, love you guys a lot. Be blessed. And until next time, this has been the fire podcast.